because we're seeing a lot of the reopening trade doing well. What are your thoughts on the economic recovery? Hi, Nicole. Uh, you know, it seems to be progressing. You know, we certainly saw in the second half of last year as we learned more about the virus and how to manage the virus and, and you know, in, in some way live with the virus. We saw that economic reopening uh, begin and, you know, across the labor market, across spending, across production and sentiment, uh, things have improved dramatically. We saw a bit of a slowdown into the end of the year and at the beginning of the year so far, despite that big retail sales number we had last week. And I think that's to be expected. You know, you're not going to see that be part of the recovery continue forever. There's going to be uh, a point where that begins to normalize a bit. And I think we are in that uh, spot. As we look out over the next few months, though, clearly getting to the end of this pandemic with these vaccines and getting more folks out into the economy, back to work, and spending all of that excess liquidity that's in the market because of the fiscal stimulus and monetary stimulus, I think is likely to set off what's probably going to be a pretty strong boom in the economy this year before it settles back into a more structural growth path uh, in 2022 and beyond. Right, yeah. And what about uh, stimulus? Do you think that we're going to need or want or should have fiscal and monetary support that would continue just as is or just more come our way or what? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. And up to this point, we've had about 20% of GDP spent in terms of fiscal stimulus. And I think that's been the right response. The pandemic left a huge hole in the economy and in particular uh, in, in folks, you know, income and, and, and job prospects. So, you know, having that support to individuals and having that support to businesses was key. Uh, as we look out over the next few months, uh, you know, pegging the appropriate number for more fiscal stimulus, more is coming. I think that's that's clear. That's absolutely what's going to happen. The question is, is it going to be $2 trillion or is it going to be $1 trillion? Uh, folks in Congress and, and President Biden are working on where they're going to land there. Obviously, the folks on the left would like to see closer to two, and those on the right would probably want to see one or less. But more is coming, and I do think that's the appropriate response. We are still in a pandemic. We haven't put this virus completely behind us, and there's still 9 to 10 million people that are out of work that, that would like to get back into the labor market. So um, absolutely the right response. The, the exact number is going to dictate, I think, how bullish that is for equities. Um, we're of the view that probably somewhere around 1.3 to 1.5 is where folks will eventually land if they decide to come together. So we'll see how it develops over the next few weeks. Right, right. Now, there are certain names of stocks that you like. Tell us about some of the stocks that you do like for this year, 2021. Sure. So we continue to favor secular growth technology healthcare and consumer growth stories. Now, what's interesting about technology, and I listened to your last two guests prior to uh, this segment, you know, everyone's leaning on the other side of the boat now. Everyone, the most obvious trade is the cyclical trade that is getting back into the beaten down areas of the market like, you know, hospitality and travel and, you know, retailers that don't really have great businesses anyway, um, but were sold off dramatically because their stores were closing last year. And that makes sense to some degree. And again, as a trade, I think that's kind of the obvious place to go. What is now out of consensus is continuing to own the high quality growth companies like Amazon, Apple and Microsoft, Google, Healthcare companies like Intuitive Surgical and Thermo, uh, Thermo Fisher Scientific. These are Adobe and technology. These are companies that have been consolidating for the better part that is going sideways for the better part of the last six months because of investors have been moving into that cyclical and reopen trade. So we think you want to continue to own high quality growth companies for the longer term. Sure, that trade may work on the cyclical side for 
a few weeks, a few months, but we're not traders, we're investors. So that leads us to owning great businesses. And those are great businesses. Would you rather own an airline like a United airline or Amazon over the next five years? Would you rather own Microsoft or Royal Caribbean? To us, the answer is very clear. And that's where we continue to put our clients' money. Right. I see what you're talking about. So you really do like some of these growth names. I mean, some of these names that I was looking at, Apple and Adobe, I know you've mentioned some of these, Amazon, Google. So some of these are FANG stocks, but there's others in here, Pfizer, Visa, um, Starbucks, JP Morgan, Home Depot. Tell me about some of the other names. Expand on all of it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, for example, with uh, Fiserv, this is a, a business that is extremely boring, and boring businesses can be good, as we know. Uh, they provide the core software to banks, credit unions, regional banks. I think they have about 15,000 customers. Uh, and in, once they get inside those financial institutions with that core uh, accounting software, debits and credits, they cross-sell other high-margin high value software and services. They do a lot of uh, online bill pay, mobility. In fact, they have a business inside of their company called Clover that actually does more transaction volume than Square, uh, but Square has a higher market cap than all of Pfizer combined. So we think that's a nice hidden asset that is a nice growth asset for Pfizer. It's grown double digit earnings for 31 straight years and is trading at just above a market multiple. Uh, so we do like Pfizer. If you look at some of the other uh, companies that you mentioned, obviously Home Depot's benefited from a strong housing market. We see that continuing uh, given the, the upturn in housing we think is durable. There's still a really tight market in terms of high demand, not enough inventory to satisfy that demand and low interest rates. Um, if you look at JP Morgan, that's a play on rising interest rates and the best run bank on Wall Street that's capitalizing on those rising interest rates. Meanwhile, their investment banking and wealth management business is doing very, very well. So Starbucks is a great consumer growth story and is also a reopening story. So you get that high quality business in the portfolio that should benefit as more people come out and spend time in the cafes. It's not just about drive through. We've seen their volumes doing okay during the pandemic because of drive through and curbside. But the real Starbucks story is the experience and going in the cafes and spending more money and spending time. And we think that will return as well. And that is not reflected in the stock currently in our view. Yeah.